a week ago, I debuted Davi the Scapegoat, the podcast for outcasts, with a special launch party for all my Glow FM membership VIP friends. And I thought that nothing could top the feeling of seeing so many new and familiar faces at the launch for my new business. So many faces supporting this project. So many beautiful faces sending love and light and great energy. We had live music. There was an animal show and tell. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson even made an appearance. It was great to be connecting with people again after nearly two months of silence, save for a few comedy shows here and there, and then the past month of hustle. I was on top of the world, over the moon, riding the crest, surfing on cloud nine, walking on air, all of the idioms for when you feel really, really great. The first episode dropped during the party, and I introduced myself to the world again after my summer in timeout. In the following episodes, I joined forces with some of the funniest comfort humans you will ever meet, Dedrick Flynn and Brian Moot. And then I watched as my podcast climbed to the top of Apple Podcast Charts. I didn't think anything could top the joy and elation I felt hanging out with you guys at the launch party, but seeing everyone amplify my message into the top 25 podcasts. That was overwhelming. We all watched as this wee little baby goat got her footing and climbed the charts triumphantly. I saw the downloads and the listens skyrocket. I watched you all connect with me on something that I thought was so unique to me, but I was way wrong. With every email, DM, and five-star review, I have learned so much about you, my friend. I've learned that you've been impacted by this kind of destruction or exile. I mean, I'm no stranger to family estrangements, but neither are you. And now we're in this together. And I'm really starting to feel like things are going to be okay. And believe me when I say that I don't take this job lightly. I know you guys are trusting me to tell my story well, because it's your story too. I've read so many, too many stories from those of you who have been terminated for your disability, your medical complications, misunderstandings, your struggle. So many of you have a story, but you're not in a place financially to advocate for yourself against your former business. Too many of you are not in a place to have your voice heard. It was heartbreaking to see that many story after story after story of hostile workplace environments being so commonplace. Now, I want to let you know I'm using that as fuel. Now I know that what we're doing here with this podcast is massively important. It's time to take away the smoke and the mirrors. It's time to shed light on the seedy underbelly of some family dynamics. I'm grateful for your support and your friendship I'm grateful for over 3,000 five-star reviews in only a week of listening. That's crazy. But y'all got me feeling grateful for weird things that I never thought I'd feel grateful for. I'm finally feeling grateful for my freedom, for the fact that I was fired so poorly and publicly. I'm grateful for the fact that the handling of it was so clumsy. I'm grateful for the fact that so many of you are unable to ignore those inconsistencies and you push back, just like I did. It's got you perturbed, unsettled, concerned. Same here. I guess we belong together. I'm grateful we found each other through this. 
I'm grateful that you and I can plainly see what some people choose to ignore. I stumbled upon this poem by poet and philosopher David White about reaching beyond our limiting beliefs about what we think we deserve. And I thought maybe you guys would like it too. It's called The True Love. There's a faith in loving fiercely, the one who is rightfully yours, especially if you have waited years, and especially if part of you never believed you could deserve this, loved and beckoning hand held out to you this way. And I think of the story of the storm and everyone waking and seeing the distant yet familiar figure far across the water calling to them and how we are all preparing for that abrupt waking and that calling and that moment. We have to say yes, except it will not come so grandly, so biblically, but more subtly and intimately in the face of the one you know you have to love, so that when we finally step out of the boat towards them, we find everything holds us, and everything confirms our courage. And if you wanted to drown, you could, but you don't. Because finally, after all this struggle, and all these years, you simply don't want to anymore. You've simply had enough of drowning and you want to live and you want to love and you will walk across any territory and any darkness, however fluid and however dangerous, to take the one hand you know belongs in yours. In this episode, I'll be introducing you to my original comfort human, the OG, the one that started it all. The one that encourages me every day. The one hand I know belongs in mine. He's my partner in life and now in business, which is wild. My husband and the composer of this here sexy theme song that you're hearing on your new favorite podcast. It's called Demon Like Me, and it's available on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever. He's a touring musician, a lyricist, a singer, a manager, a Davi Wrangler, an incredible cook, a lizard lawyer, and he's the love of my life. Meet Blair Crimmins of Blair Crimmins and the Hookers. Look what we're doing. What is happening? Look what's happening. What is happening? Oh my god. Is, the whole, is it the whole fam? The whole no, fam? No, banjo's downstairs. Banjo's downstairs. That's for the best. Yes. Boys got back problems. Uh, okay, you're going to have to not do that crazy yawning thing that you do all the time. The microphone, Nicholas. If you have anything to say, speak there. Oh my gosh. So we're in it's, here with it's Davi and Blair Davi, and Rickles. Blair and, and Rickles is here. And the lizard lawyer the li- will be making an appearance. The lizard lawyer could make an appearance at any time if he feels <laughs> so inclined during this session of uh, audio and video and other kind of uh, technicalities that we have here at our disposal. With so much technology in here, in fact, I am quite uh, overcome with an admiration for what you have designed in this room, young lady. It is quite impressive indeed. Is this where you plan on doing the bulk of your professional activity from here forth? I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> You just did that. <laughs> you got nowhere. Why are you so good at it? Um, I am excited. It's obviously I am a split bef- personality. I'm befuddled. Yeah, bef- I feel like I need to befuddled. use... Befuddled, absolutely. Use whatever word you are pretending to do, whether it makes sense or not. Be as I am uh, befuddled, bewildered. Pedantic as possible, even if you make no sense. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a whirlwind of emotions right now to be speaking with you, and I'm glad that I have my representation here today. You're absolutely. I'm here uh, at your disposal. Because I just, I'm, I'm still at a place where I don't know if I can speak without speaking from a place of emotion. Oh, we are getting um, into billable hours now. No, we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you're on retainer. You have been. <laughs> I, I, I was I've not. been paying you <laughs> in steak and blowjobs. <laughs> right? I, that is. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, was... I do not pay for my lawyer with solicitation. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. (laughs) Steak and blowjobs. It's an inside joke with the... It's not terribly inside. It's it's a part of your your comedy show. It's an inside joke for everybody that came to my comedy show. Of which you say that your husband was was compensated for his work by steak and blowjobs. Up until the most... Up until recently. Recent year where you uh, kindly offered 20%. Mr. Blair Crimmins. Of cash. His band, Blair Crimmins and the Hookers, yeah. and he said, I have booked your whole tour. I've done all the travel arrangements. Right. I have uh-huh. done everything, and I was at most of your shows last year, but I'm not going to be able to be at all of them this year because I, Blair Crimmins and the Hookers, have to go gallivant on the road with gallivant. my band that is what and I'm play the, the ragtime the ragtime bing, music. Bing, music. Oh, <laughs> bing, bing, that's how it sounds to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was they, at one time. Wait, by wait, the way, this is this is. I thought I didn't think Blair was here anymore. This is this him. is Blair Cremens again. <laughs> I, Blair Cremens is back. The lizard lawyer and Blair Cremens are interchangeable at any time during the show. That's it's new. So wonderful to hear that uh, after all these years, my music has just become bang 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 to it you. Was, <laughs> at one we time, were... <laughs> you were completely enchanted with me. I still am. And and my music ability it was the now, pandemic it's just a it's just a series of, of of twangy little banjo noises i mean we got to get back to why we built this studio to begin with and it's because during the pandemic it was really difficult i'm difficult, really to difficult to live with during a pandemic and i guess so am i and we'll get to that too we um, made out all right we we certainly did but the whole inside joke anybody that was at any of the comedy shows this year will remember it, that uh, I, yeah, I have a. I called it you. <laughs> you just killed a fruit fly with I'm your killing, hand. I'm <laughs> killing, killing. I'm killing flies in here. That is all we've. Got I will good not at. allow it. I um. Davi, I, now stay on course. Tell us about your show. I have so many things to say. And okay, that was very well, one at a time. One okay, at a time. So um, the only thing we've gotten good at in the last two months is killing bugs with our killing hands. Killing bugs with <laughs> like our I, hands. Like I, I got. <laughs> Fired from my job, and I was like, I'm gonna learn to play that little cup song. The cup song. <laughs> and sing it? No, I have only gotten really good at killing fruit flies with my hands. So, getting back to on tour, we call this year we called it the Steak and Blowjobs Tour. No. Last year it was back on my bullshit. Right. This year, everybody that came to my tour, I was like, I didn't put this on online to advertise it because it's like a little inside joke for you guys. We're calling it the Steak and Blowjob store in my household. I never know when I'm going to get flagged for community standards (laughs) on any of these social media (laughs) platforms anymore. So this will just be an inside joke at the show. So it's not back on my bullshit. It's called Steak and Blowjobs. Let me explain. And it's because you you have your band and you tour with them and you were like, I'm going to take these dates during your tour so for this and this and this I, have show, a life I won't be there of my own i have to go make monies and i yeah. said baby you can't leave me alone someone has to make sure i don't bite anybody right. <laughs> and so 
I was so proud of you because you're like, if I'm going to be there and I'm going to miss my own money and I'm going to be there for you all the time, then I should get paid. And I was like, well, what are we talking? And you said 10%. And I said, how about 20? And that was just like, because I'm a dummy. And then I was like, it's because well, you know, but we shook on it. We shook on it. I know what you're worth. You know, I know my what you're worth. worth. That's what I, you, I know you're worth, King. <laughs> so I was like, let's shake on it. Congratulations, Mr. Crimmins. Now you're making real human man money. <laughs> Because last year you were just getting paid in steak and blowjobs. But I said, I still want that. I still want that. I still still want want that. that. Like you yelled it and I said, no benefits. (laughs) (laughs) We already shook on it. It's done. So everybody that went to the show knows the whole bit. Yeah. But yeah, now that's why. That's how. Well, I did not. I did not know that that was actually how I was being paid last year. I thought that was just a continuation of our life. (laughs) And and then no. you and then you threatened. Don't you know how married wife? And then you threatened to wife. take it away. <laughs> married life works. Married wife life. <laughs> wife life involves those two things, you know. I get it. And 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 you're right. You should not take it away just because we're splitting profits on something that we both work hard. At. I was just playing. I was just playing. I it was know. a joke for the steak. Oh. See, it doesn't play off that well when I'm just talking to you about you not do. getting steak and blowjobs anymore. But you the whole too, reason we got into you that. Get too ser- I got too serious. How'd we get into this? Is I was talking about how the lizard lawyer gets paid and the lizard his lizard lawyer steak and blowjobs. <laughs> but yeah. So between uh, between between the two of me, somebody's getting a blowjob. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> one, one of me is getting a steak. <laughs> so as long as, as long as somebody's getting one of those or both of those, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. And that twenty percent is nice too. But I remember the I remember the day that you had that show and I had a, I had a, a conflict and I had a show come in and. You were doing a show at City Winery, and I had some opportunity, festival opportunity, and I was like, listen, you know, for the first time, we've got a conflict, and I've got a show, and I just think you could probably just go to your show by yourself and do it. Mm -mm. Um, You know, you're a big girl. It's local. It was local. Like, baby, you gotta, you get to, you gotta go drive down 15 minutes down the road and do your, do your funny show. But then shit went down. Well, uh, so my show got canceled so that I was able to be there. And then you, as, yours got canceled at the last minute. So yeah. then you were like, I'm coming over. And, and you came over. My sister was there. Mm-hmm. Like we were all hanging out in the green room. You showed up. It was great. And then I like instantly was more comfortable. But uh, the then, whole day was as fate chaos. As fate would have it, you needed me more that night than you ever have yeah. on a show date. Because there was practically a, a terrorist threat that came in to the venue from somebody that was saying that they were not going that this was at the time when people were still requiring vaccinations and masks and social distancing and all this and there was some very very irate person that was like if you ask me for my vaccination card i'm going to barge right in there and fight somebody you know, like stop me yeah i will and, get in that it, green room and it was it was a. Uh, it, it was kind of the, the the club was ready to cancel the show because of a threat or kick somebody else off the show because of a threat, and I was able to to figure out who it was that was sending this message and send the picture to security and make sure that we had everything in place to prevent this uh, altercation the person threatened us with, and yeah. you were able to just breathe. Sigh like yeah. you sigh like you just did. Yeah. <laughs> and let me do my thing. And uh and, to... and 
take care of business and I just went back to that place and and honestly and had to had that feeling of relief yeah. again and, when you showed up and honestly I think it was at that moment that I also realized I needed to be at all your shows <laughs> so so we 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 plan around each other now I yeah which has been really it's working out. It's lovely. We even got to do a show together for the first time in a while, which was really cool. And Macon, yeah. like you and the boys, mm-hmm. you and the the Hooker Trio, uh, got to the smaller smaller kind of uh, format show. of my group. Uh, when we booked you and Macon, they said, "Well, th- this is great. We got Dobby on the bill." And then much later, they said, "We usually have music, um, and from this hour to this hour before our." headliners start you, you know is that okay with you and I said is it okay I'll do it yeah I'm I there love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that don't get somebody else I do that stuff I, I play music why would you hire another band so that was a lot of fun that was fun mm-hmm. oh it was so hot wasn't it I got and the, the cicadas yeah cicadas right mm-hmm. like they were just screaming cicadas were screaming but I got to I got to I got to play for for the headliner. I got to open up for the headliner, Dobby Crimmins, as her loyal fans kind of shuffled in and looked up on the stage and was like, "Who is it? This isn't who I came to see." You know, well, they're they pretty up good. On stage and they're they pretty said, good cool. though. That I think that's her husband. Oh my god! And then they saw me trying to air out my pitters over by the birch booth just sweating I, my balls I off have, okay. and they're like let's go buy all right. the things yep. and I had not touched that merch equipment in years she didn't know how to sell the merch I, no I knew how to sell it I just didn't know how to like actually ring it up you like I could I could tell them all day like this is great you should get this here's why it's super it's been soft I've been, selling it's wonderful. Your, I've been selling your merch for, for a long time now and it was the first time she got caught basically ladies and gentlemen she got caught and cornered behind the merch booth when she was unaware of what was going on and had to sell <laughs> to a giant line of people which is usually my my job okay but it used the to be her card job thing wasn't working so i had to put in every single number expiration the little code on the back i had to get everybody's zip yep. codes so then like by the time i got on stage i was like what's up making i know i'm just talking to villa rica three one oh two six like this and all like the, had that freaking shit all the zip i don't have are... it memorized anymore uh just like i don't have selling shit off the ipad memorized anymore it was really difficult i was, none of the cards would work i was taking you, breaks you, in between huh. songs to come down and and fix things for you because you didn't have the 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 square credit cre- credit card reader working so I would come down and sync it up and then go back up and play it. I told the band I was like just jam on just, jam on the blues do. for a second I'll be right back. <laughs> I was I was supposed you're... to be opening up for you and putting on a show but like the entire time I was watching you get swarmed with people and I knew you were unequipped for it and I was I just was not I was like oh unequipped. my god so I was so worried about you during the entire <laughs> hour and a half that I played and I even into the microphone I said hey everybody you did give Davi Kremens a break I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna come out and sell all her stuff here in a minute when I'm done playing so maybe y'all could just wait for a little bit no. and nobody nobody moved <laughs> no they're already in line I wouldn't have either I'd but be you like, know what Mm-mm. I you I'm know not- no, I don't say I don't say uh, you but know I don't say this smart, a lot but because you don't want to be like after the show, 
when your feet already hurt waiting. That's why yeah. when you do a comedy show, I set up before the doors open and I'm ready when people yeah. come in to sell merch. And you know what? You're good. We are very fortunate to have this problem. We really fucking are. It was fantastic talking to everybody and getting to know everybody. And we l- I just was love so it. embarrassed that I forgot <laughs> completely how to use the iPad. And I'm like, yeah, the line looks long because it's not moving very fast. Like, I, I felt so bad for everyone. We were all trying to beat the clock. We knew once the lights went down, once the sun went down, that the cicadas were going to be out. So it's like everybody wanted to be in their respective corners mm. for the fight because mm-hmm. it really was like this odd like screeching that just started right around like oh, they all live in Macon o'clock. they're used to it they knew oh it was no happen. I was scared it felt like a horror movie and then, but then also when I was on stage and it was like you know I'd say something that you know maybe I was like oh I said that backwards it didn't quite fucking land I could hear those cicadas screaming and I was like it's kind of <laughs> like an easy laugh it's kind of like ah! <laughs> it's like the 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 the, the cheap seats in an, yes. in, an, in an arena <laughs> you're playing Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Fenway. <laughs> Mirror at Madison Square Garden. You don't get any of this topical shit because mm. you've been asleep for 17 years, but you're screaming now. <laughs> you're here to scream. Yeah, it was fun, though, and that was really good for us to finally get to like collaborate. And yeah. now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. I had such a good time traveling with you this oh. summer and doing those shows. That was great. That was a great time. That was a great time. Oh, it's cool to get up and 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 make my little appearance and everything. But I'm about to go on tour with my band, yeah. which I'm really looking forward to as well. And if you're watching the video, I'm I'm wearing the T-shirt of the festival of which I'm playing, Music Fest Music Bethlehem, Fest. Pennsylvania. Been doing it every year for uh probably eight years or so. So that's an annual one annual one i don't miss it yeah. if i ever want to say if i if i ever say i'm gonna stop t- i'm not, not gonna tour this this summer i'm gonna take a break i'm still gonna go up to pennsylvania and do music fest i know we have a lot of fun. friends and, and fans out in pennsylvania yeah might be listening so that is an annual one so even if yeah even if uh even if they hear this after it's over right you can go next year yep you can Put go next year calendar. It's in bethlehem yeah you got some fans in scranton and wilkes bar Wilkes, never, Wilkes-Barre, I'm sorry. Okay, I was mm-hmm. like, I have been saying that wrong. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's Wilkes-Barre. But uh, yeah. yeah, touring together, it, like I'm gonna go on the road with with the guys, and it's gonna be a different experience, and it's and it's an adventure, mm-hmm. and it's a and it and it's a, a little bit chaotic at times and stressful, um, but you know, a ton of fun because we're playing music on stage in front of people, but. I really loved also the experience of just the two of us yeah. and having all that quiet time to prepare yeah. mental, you know, like mentally without any of the, the chaos or stress or, or questions about where we're supposed to be at certain times. Like with the comedy show, you just show up like an hour before you go on that's and great. that's it. Yeah, that's it. I used to show up hours before, and now I'm now I'm that person that's rolling in. Oh my god! And we're like throwing the merch at a table, and just like I gotta get up on stage, let's go. The other guy's just about to start as I'm walking in and shaking his hand, going, "Hey, nice to meet you." Yeah. And you should be proud of me because remember how light my suitcase was. Yeah. This last. Yep. 
trip. You're finally so we starting to, to simplify. That's what you need to work on is yeah. being a light I, traveler. <laughs> we had two shows in Fort Worth, and then we drove up to Kansas City. Epic, epic weekend. Best way to end the tour ever. I cannot, cannot believe that two, two states I've never been in. I think like the only two I've yeah. never visited. For the most part, it's just those two. I'd never been to Texas. I'd never been to um, Missouri. It was a new market. It was a new market visit for Texas. Which and state was I in? You were in Missouri, okay. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. So, um, which ended up being a joke. <laughs> I was like, it's always you been guys... a joke. No, I was I'm... like, is it legal here? Can you guys smoke? And they're like, parts. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, it's decriminalized in this state, but not so much in this one. And I was like, so can I smoke weed over here? <laughs> like, and I went to this corner of the stage and I'm like, can I smoke weed over here? And they're like, it ended up being funny, but I was like, literally, what state am I in? And they're like, Missouri. I, I gotta say, Kansas City, you have broken Davi's brain. You all broke it, it, me. It's it's but... the one it's the one thing <laughs> that she can not understand. She'll <laughs> never be able to understand how Kansas City is in Missouri, but some parts of Kansas City are also in Kansas. It's never gonna happen. I so think please forgive her when she comes back. She'll still not have it figured out. I'll figure it out. It's like it, now it's a defiance. Like now it's an active like I refuse. Like this sure is, is not how our forefathers wanted it. <laughs> I feel like maybe it was. You slap a gun. That's in the how face. the city was began. Was an act of defiance from Missouri. They're like, we're gonna take this city and call it fucking Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ours. But it's in Missouri. Eat that, Kansas. <laughs> how about that? And they're like, give it back. No, <laughs> you will give you like this little piece up at the top. Give it back. Close it's ours. <laughs> you can't just call it that. I, I learned to understand, and I got better, and it was epic way to end a tour. Everybody there. It was awesome to be in two places I'd never been in and, like, sell them out. Like, it was crazy that that many people n- care wow. about us yeah. in these places I've never been, and now I was able to go, and now we have these inside jokes, and now I, like, have these, like, new friends on Instagram and everything and emailing and this is super fun. I was like, my mind is blown. Very proud of you. By this whole I'm situation. very, very proud of you. And you I couldn't, if we didn't have each other, you talked about being on tour, you know, before me and and how, uh, and before the band band doing songwriter in the round kind of thing. I would tour by myself, yeah. You were uh, by with, yourself with, with my dog. dog. You were <laughs> yeah. with Mama Cass. Uh-huh. Our old maybe, bulldog. Maybe she rest in peace, old bulldog. And you always said it was rough in the hotel room after the gig by yourself. And I thought I would have a meltdown (laughs) because that is like after you leave the show, you are pumped and fueled and amped up to discuss and talk and be creative. Like I, I feel like my best things are firing right after that. And I'm, on a roll and if I'm hanging out with friends after a show then I'm gonna still be on the clock. And we got to sit in bed and just eat wings. You like, do you do your show and you go home you go back to the room and you decompress. We're at a we're at a Hyatt Regency sure. eating wings yeah. in bed and trying not to get any sauce on the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and just and going this kicks ass and you're like, it does kick ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it sir it certainly does. We should do this more often. And you're like, Yeah. You- this is great. And then we put on Naked and Afraid. 
and we fall asleep. So we don't feel like garbage the next day. It's Believe, the hey, best. look, you skipped all the like debauchery of your twenties touring self. So now you could be mm-hmm. a little bit more responsible, and your and your biggest indulgence is just having some late night wings. Yes. Um. You know, like but, yeah. yeah. I went I went through that whole that whole other phase of the partying after the show. Go to sleep way too late. Wake up way too late to get to wherever we were gonna go. We have we're adults now. Yeah. I'm an adult now. I mean, maybe you were always an adult. You've always been kind of you've always been more responsible, I think, than me. What? I think so. I think responsible with money. Yep. But not like money. um <laughs> not responsible with my words. Not res- <laughs> you're not responsible with with um time. No. And you're and <laughs> yeah. but but you're not responsible with time, not as in like but you don't you don't lose tracks of you don't lose track of how many drinks you've had um and m- like wake up like super hungover you know that that I could count the number of times that's happened yeah on on my fingers Me and toes too. and um, I say fingers and fingers toes cuz well I mean we've been together for I mean, like how many years a million we met in 2010 I I you know I have like a you know a, a memory of like a a just a handful of heavy davy hangovers <laughs> <laughs> hangovers but, but also like those times that you go ooh yeah and I there's there's, She's in tough shape. There's memories, um, which I was going to say, okay, we've been together since 2010. We got married in 2014. We've been together for going on 13 plus years. I don't even think that I get like that more than once a year. You know? It's yeah, maybe twice. Right. It's, You're not, that's not I your... usually reserved it for birthdays, and then, you know, even this year, I was like, Let's get sauced and go see everything right. everywhere all at once. And then I. That's a movie name, by the way. I got. It was so good. Yeah. When it's you say, so let's good. go see everything everywhere all at once, and don't sounds, say that it's a movie, it means. That sounds like you had Fireball like and you're, you're ready to fucking. You're going to book litty. a flight to the yeah. Taj Mahal <laughs> and then go see the Grand Canyon at the same time. Or we could just go to <laughs> Epcot. So, but no, I meant the you're movie. Right. <laughs> this year for my birthday, I really wanted to see that movie, but I was like, we can go to that new movie theater where they can give you the booze. Yeah. And then on the way there, I got this really awful migraine. And then I threw up, and then we watched the movie, and then I had COVID. You did, yeah. It <laughs> was just gave COVID. Me COVID. Just it was COVID, just COVID, and you gave it to me for my fucking birthday. Yeah, yeah. So things have been different the last couple of years with birthdays, and that's why we were at a show this weekend, and they're like, "How old are you?" And I said, "I don't know." Since 2020, I just haven't been counting them. Because I have, we haven't really been doing much. Counting. 2020 was when I threw a big birthday for you. Counting the the years, our birthdays. Okay, yeah. Like uh, or the ages, like oh. the 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 advance in age. <laughs> like I'm not counting it because I feel like if I put a number on it, I'm gonna start paying more attention to my back hurting and my <laughs> my knees hurting. I'm like I can't put the number on it. I am a uh, a spring chicken, I am. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, I, I have, I have, I have some insight on this. I think that when you're young, you you constantly think about how many years old you are, and and you put like a a lot of emphasis on you put you, you think a lot about how old you're going to be the next year. Mm-hmm. The older you, the older you get, you think more like one day at a time. <laughs> 
you know, you're not in a rush to get to the next year. Yeah. But but you're just kind of thinking about like, what do I need to do today? What I need what I need to do tomorrow. You just get more wrapped up in in what needs to be done on a day to day basis because you're a busy person. You're an adult, and and it's like, it the days go by hours, and the and and uh, and the days go by weeks, and you're not thinking year after year after year or like looking forward to a certain year. Yeah. And so then when by the, when you're thinking about day to day and then a year comes around again you're like holy shit that's why everybody's like oh my god it's spring again. Look at you. You know? That's because you're just trying to get through the week day by day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I was just kind of getting acclimated to that seasonal depression and now Mm -hmm. (laughs) the flowers are blooming and I have allergies. Now I'm in a great mood. And I guess I'm in a good mood, but my face wants to die. I feel like I brushed my teeth with a cat. And then it's just, and then repeats. And then it's repeats. And it's repeats. I feel like we got a little off track. Um, This is our first time cracking the mic together. I think tangents are going to happen. Tangents are great. Also, I have had no one to talk to. I was just saying. (laughs) In months. (laughs) I want to just make sure we close close the door on some subjects that I was saying Davi's vices are not partying and alcohol and getting buck wild. Um, Or her short, you know, like your your issues are just losing track of time because, (laughs) you know, you you, you looked at your phone. And then now it's an, it's an hour later, you know, hour later, yeah. or you really need to finish this episode of Ally McBeal. Listen. Or or you decide that you Allie decide to start being a part of my character, but okay, or it has become that. Or you decide that um for this particular show you're gonna try some brand new hairstyle, and you think it should only take an hour to do, but in actuality it's going to end up being three hours because. You haven't fucking done it before, I and I was saying before. you've gotten better. That's the whole point. That's where I. That's where I'm trying to wrap up. Is that I told you you need to learn how to li- pack light, travel light, and you have. You got one bag, and it was under the and it was under the weight limit at the airport, but you're still bringing three different outfits and trying new hairstyles the day of a show. I don't go to a show and then say, you know what, I'm going to try a new guitar tonight. I play that guitar for weeks until I realize that that's the guitar I want to play on stage and then I use it. Don't okay. change your instrument or your look. Just make it easy on yourself, you know? I know, but okay, so for this particular tour I had to wear a dress or a skirt for each show mm-hmm. and 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 I really wanted to put on pants. <laughs> like I just really wanted to put on pants. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's all about doing what what makes you feel comfortable and what makes you empowered on stage. And I like putting on a three-piece suit and wingtips because that makes me feel like I'm about to go in and perform something, you know, and the music I play, and it suits the music that I play. If I go up and play my kind of music wearing some cargo shorts and some Crocs, I just can't get in the mindset I can't get into character. It's different. I can't get into character of who I'm, of who, of of who I'm playing and 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 the music that I'm doing and and you know so maybe that's the same way for you. Maybe you're trying to achieve a certain a certain look that connects with the show that you're doing. And I totally I mean, respect I, that. Every outfit I wore was not but, what I would have. 
love to wear like a you kind of don't have like one look you have you know you're always you're always flipping from yeah. style to style you go all over the board you know this this new hair thing that you're doing is <laughs> i've never seen you do that before i got curlers in my hair it's it's great i just didn't uh it's great i should have done this yesterday if you were so in... then i would have curly hair today mm-hmm Man, I feel like we're agreeing with each other too much. We should probably argue about something. We should argue about something. What should we Let's argue do it. about? I think you're a bitch. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bat. Let's start. <laughs> well, fuck you. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. You know what we can argue Actually, about? I'm sad now. I don't like this. I don't like it either. <laughs> don't say fuck you to me. Fuck you. God damn. Hey. Huh? Fuck you. Fuck you. No, I just. What did we watch the other day? My Blue Heaven. Oh yeah, when they're yeah. like, "Have a great afternoon," and he's like, "Hey, fuck you!" Fuck you! <laughs> That's my favorite part. We watched My Blue Heaven, and we watched The Man Who Knew Too Little, and just all the best freaking movies. These are two the of best our favorites. Movies. Yeah. Yes. We've. I've just. So, I guess the whole plot here mm. is I'm getting with my comfort humans. Comfort humans. These are all. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm hitting the mic with all my comfort yeah. humans, and obviously you're my number one. I am honored to be part of that group you absolutely are yeah. i mean, think you created the term i said i'm gonna get you a little vest you're my comfort human you have to go on tour with me like that's how this all started oh. and then uh and then i got fired and then uh we were like you were like you need to you know hit the mic and just start chilling with your friends and mm-hmm. i was like well dedrick's coming over and you're like cool mm-hmm. record it it's like deanna's coming over you're like cool record it and then I was like, wait, you're my number one comfort human, though. So, like, we got to record it. And we got here. And um, I actually should have I should have got you a vest made so I could, like, <laughs> present it to you right now. We'll do that in post. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get you a little vest for I reals. Will. But I, I have that. just been collecting and hanging with and getting cheered up by all my favorite people. And I appreciate you hanging with me and doing this I with me. I appreciate you. It's really awesome. Okay, enough I, of that. I know you wanted to fight, though. Yeah, I want to fight. Um, I remember something you said a couple weeks ago, and I wrote it down because okay. it made me real mad. And you said that I was the Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, excuse me? And you're like, yeah, I was thinking about it. Right. And you're, you're the Rickles. I have a theory that your dog, Banjo, is more like me. And that my dog Rickles is just like you. And I don't understand this, what, what you mean by that. This, <laughs> this is absolutely true. My dog Rickles is quite needy and constantly needs hugs. You don't think you're like that? I adore, I adore this dog, and I cannot say no to him. I, I. Okay. I'm, I, You're like, I gotta put that in there. <laughs> I adore this dog, and I cannot say no to him. It is also up to me to to feed him before he gets too cranky and starts yelling at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he loves to invade my space when I am preoccupied with other stuff, which is a trademark Davi move. Um, he is a. Uh, Let's see. He's he's really cute. <laughs> he's really fucking cute. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, he 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 talks a lot of shit. But then he gets <laughs> but then he gets really cuddly when he's tired and sweet and 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 that that's that's Davy. 
That's Davy Baby. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Davy can sometimes be called Davy. She. Mm. That's just for you. That's just for me. Okay. Well, That's when for we, you when and we, your Aunt Martha. When I first met her, I said, how do you say your name, Davy or Davy? And she said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so some, somewhere along the line, she started caring. I don't care. So then the other dog, Banjo, <laughs> Davy's dog, or Davy if you're me, Davy's dog, his name is Banjo. He's older for one. So that's like me. Um, he's okay. also blonde. Yeah. And um but like a reddish blonde. That's me. I'm a reddish blonde. You are. Yeah. And he's downstairs with a back problem, <laughs> which I've which is me. Uh <laughs> he's been he's, he's we we have he is for, for absolutely gone. loyal to uh to to the death yeah. ride or die. I don't know. I feel like I'm infringing on some people's copyrighted words here. 100% <laughs> facts. <laughs> Banjo is my boy. Uh, he's everybody's boy. I guess that's me. I don't know. Maybe I'm not everybody's boy, but you I. You are everybody's. You're everybody's boy. I, and you're a good boy. I get. I am a good boy. <laughs> you are a good I'm boy. a fucking good boy. When 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 you call him, he comes immediately. Yeah. Rickles. When you call him, he's like. I'm coming, and then he takes on. 20 minutes to finish Allie McBeal. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. He takes Sometimes 20, it's new girl. <laughs> he takes 20 minutes to sniff out whatever the fuck he was thinking about sniffing out. Well, and then he sometimes. Comes. Banjo comes at the drop of a hat. He wants to please you, and uh, unfortunately, that's me. So you have... The dog, you have the dog that is the equivalent of me, and I have the dog that is the equivalent of you. And and what more can you ask for? Can we could we be happier? To be clear, they're both our dogs. I moved in with you. You had Mama Cass. Yeah. I really wanted a dog, my own dog, because I had never had my own dog. Growing up, we grew up on a farm, a bunch of dogs, so many dogs, but none of them were specifically mine. And we. Actually, there was a period of time when my dad was breeding Rottweilers, so we were constantly having litters of puppies, so I was surrounded by eight to 12 puppies at a time. It was so cute, and they were so fluffy, like little bears Rottweilers were, and I would give them like the milk and the cereal, you know? You dog, gave them the milk little, and cereal? No, like the dog food. Oh. The dog food and the formula. Yeah. And formula, you like let yeah. it float around and get all soft for them and then you let them come in and then they go freaking ham on it. Right. And then they have like these little milk mustaches. Oh, they get, their, their bellies get all fat. They're so they, fat. Yeah. I have pictures of me as a little girl like holding the puppy with the fattest like, little adorable. belly. Yeah. And I think I showed you one the other day. Mm-hmm. It's over there. And um, they were so cute. So anyways, grew up with dogs but never like could call it mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember there was a period of time where I had this dog, and I was like, this is my dog. This is Bandit, my dog. And then all of a sudden he was gone. And I was like, I've never mm. had what, what happened to Bandit. You just never knew. We lived out yeah. in the woods. The nearest vet was over an hour and a half, I think. So uh, snake bites, like all that kind of Oregon Trail shit yeah. happened to our animals all the time. And when... I think I was still living in my apartment, but I really wanted a puppy. And at the time, my roommate and I were really hell bent on getting a French bulldog. Wait, so Bandit died? I'm guessing. Yeah, but nobody told you ha- to what happened. But he's gone. Okay. No, yeah. I was. I had a lot of questions, 
Like what happened to my dog? Yeah. And they were like He went to doggy. The, they they're ranch. like what dog? Like <laughs> oh no, they just what completely dog? were like what are you talking? <laughs> it was like a, it was up. very gaslighting. So then I remember saying, "Well, I think my brothers did this to him." And they're like, "How dare you make these accusations?" And I was mm. like, "Then tell me what happened." Yeah. Otherwise my little girl imagination Let's have a conversation about the dog. I might cry for a second, but we can rip that Band-Aid off. It's sure. okay. You can do some parenting. Yeah, teach me okay. about death. Yeah, but it's whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not holding a grudge or anything. Obviously. <laughs> but, like, but I wanted a dog, and then when we were you know, hanging out, I was like, Cassie needs a little brother. Yeah. She needs somebody, because she is quick to talk shit out the window. She needed somebody to talk shit with yep. her, and I just always wanted another little dude. We were obsessed with the Catahoula Bulldogs. Yep. And then I saw Catahoula, puppy named Banjo, right. Catahoula, puppy named Cassie. It said it said they were Catahoula pit bull mixes. Yeah. So yeah. we, I said, I know we wanted to get an older dog. We wanted to get one that was like a year or two from the Humane Society. But we were like, let's go. You said, we'll go look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And we drove all the way out there. And we wanted Cassie to come to to be able to decide her little brother. So mm-hmm. we brought Mama Cass and we took one look at Banjo. Like and Mama Cass like the Cassie dog was bouncing off right. the walls. It was Banjo was with with Cass, with Cassie. But they were yeah. already in the thing together yeah. and we had Cassie there to meet her baby brother. Our he dog was already Cassie. <laughs> in a cage with a Cassie. Yep. He's already used to a sister named Cassie. Yep. So and but she was bouncing off the walls and we looked at him and he plopped his little butt down and looked up at us and his tail went nuts mm-hmm. and he blinked at me and I went, oh yeah. God, because he had one blue eye mm-hmm. and I didn't, I was like, I've always wanted a dog with, the, with a with a weird little yeah. wonky eye and he had one blue eye and he blinked at me and I was like, oh my God, he's got that Catahoula cracked eye mm-hmm. and then you spoke, every time you said something, his tail would go bananas yeah. and it was the cutest thing and then there was a point when they were like okay because they just got fixed you can't put them on the ground so you have to hold them Mm -hmm. and we're gonna you're gonna go get the other dog right to come in and meet him so we're like holding i'm holding banjo and you come in with mama cass and you said like mama cass is here and his little tail went nuts and then it stopped and then cassie walked over and she was being totally aloof not paying attention to him at all but he was instantly like drawn to her. Yeah, he just was obsessed. He yeah. wanted her approval. Right. He wanted her acceptance. Who he wanted you? her love. You're my mom. Yeah, <laughs> like I love, I love you. Yeah. It's like smelling her, and every time she would move, his tail would go nuts. And every time you would talk, his tail would go nuts. Mm-hmm. He didn't give really a fuck about me, but he was obsessed with y'all, and I, that's all I needed. And then <laughs> we were leaving the Humane Society, and the. I was about to cry because I was like, we're going to walk out these doors and he's going to be gone. And then you're like, we're going to go get a coffee. And they go, okay, have fun. And then you're holding the door for me. And I was like, he's making me go get a coffee so we, he can talk me out of it. And I'm getting all emotional. And you you hold the door for me and I walk out in the parking lot. And then you're holding the door for a minute and you look back at the girls at the desk and you go, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I got in the van and I was like, are we really coming back? And we went and got the coffee and I was like, okay, if you're fucking serious, we have to hurry. We got to get, because we got to hurry back there because somebody like, else can come somebody in. picks him up, it's Snag a puppy. over. So yeah. that's how we got Banjo. And because it was important for me to have my name on the paperwork and mm-hmm. and it be my dog, I filled out all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when we lost Cassie, 
and you know she was blind and old and just sweet old girl and lived a really long night yeah diabetes got her eyes and her ears so she couldn't see or hear so she was kind of scared all the time and like that that tenacity she had to go to the window and bark at people she didn't even know what was going on you'd walk over to pet her and it would startle her so you know it it got to that point where she just was had no quality of life and we were without her and Banjo was that without a sister for a long time mm-hmm. and he got really neurotic because he was not ready to be the alpha. <laughs> and so he got really extra nervous. He was already kind of a nervous Nelly and he just got way worse. And then not, maybe not a, maybe not a year. We got Rickles at, at the Humane Society in Dalton. Dalton, Dalton the uh, land of sheds. In Dalton, Georgia, which is <laughs> fairly close on, on the way from Atlanta up to Chattanooga. And we walked in and we saw Rickles here, <laughs> whose name was Ricky at the at the Humane Society. He was like the only puppy left. And he was just sitting in that <laughs> cage with his own turd <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a roommate. There was a little cot, like his uh, little bed, and he was standing on it next to a pile of shit. Like he shit his bed. <laughs> he shit in his bed, and then he was looking up at us looking, like, what's up? Yeah, he's like, But it wasn't hey, like the way Banjo looked nope. up at us, like, please take me no, home. No, it wasn't please it was take like, me home. It was like, hey, you. The fuck, what's up, fuckers? Do you want to fucking welcome, fight? Welcome to my house. I'm it's ready. Just, <laughs> it's just me and this turd here. Me and this turd. <laughs> I made myself a friend. And I'm totally He's fine. He's a piece of shit. I'm totally fine, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> to live here forever. I don't give a fuck. Take me out. Take me out of here. Take me out, whatever. Take me out, let me in the yard, but you don't have to take me home. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. He had zero. And that's what you think I'm the Rick? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, okay. You said. No, what you said. It's not what they started out as, it's what they grew up to be. This is the quote, all right? You go, you know what? My dog is you and your dog is me. And I said, what? You're like, you're the Rick. And I said, I'm not the Rick. And he said, he's always a bitch, which I love. (laughs) 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 He's always a bitch. He's always kind of a bitch. I love Which I love. Yeah. Uh, But. (laughs) (laughs) What else? That's it. That's That's all I wrote down. I ended it there. But I was like, you're not saying the whole thing. It really, (laughs) it's just. It's not, like I said, it's not what he started out as. It's what he became, and yeah. it's what Banjo became too. Rickles did not give a shit about me for 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 months either. And I would I would take him outside, and he wouldn't follow me. He wouldn't do it. Uh, he he had no interest in in cuddling. Um, he was just kind of a very independent, stubborn dog. And but then. At some point, um, maybe it's from my own doing, um, but <laughs> but he became more codependent on me than any dog <laughs> has ever been in my life. He will not let me out of his sight. He cries when I leave. You've heard it. Yeah. Um, anytime I'm doing anything, he just wants to jump in my arms, lay on my lap, uh, whether it's playing guitar, working on a computer, cooking, or whatever. He needs... Yeah. He needs me to acknowledge him or pick him up. I'm totally fine with it. Here he's sleeping on me right he's now, and he lump. was totally just falling into like a slumber and and doing that doggy paw twitch thing just a minute ago. 
Pretty precious. Yeah, he's precious. Yeah, I, I love him. He's great. So. Okay, well, um, I thought we would fight more about that, but I think you've convinced me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Rick. All right. <laughs> he's Let's. such a bitch, which I love. But you're definitely, I'm the Rick, you're the banjo. In your next episode, we'll hear more from Blair Crimmins, because he's got some things to get off his chest. That's, that's my opinion. Words. Yeah, <laughs> that's your opinion. It's all perspective. That's my opinion, which is True. 100% <laughs> fucking correct. Thank you for your support. I don't know how I'll ever be able to repay you, but I hope with the help of my comfort humans and all of the fun that we are having together, we're making something that makes you proud. As always, I am grateful for your listening ear and your all-seeing eye. Don't forget to give Davi the Scapegoat a five-star review wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast. All right, ready? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are about to embark on a New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> he smells like New Jersey. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to embark on a new journey with your much beloved talk show host, Davy Cremens. I do hate to be a protuberance of legality in this otherwise joyous and irreverent congregation of comedy and podcasting, but there are particular circumstances that have clung to her shirt tails and followed her uh, from Atlanta to the podcasting stage. There are certain persons of interest in companies and former colleagues of which you, she must remain taciturn, tongue-tied, and for a lack of a better term, ordered to be gagged. I did highly suggest as her legal representation to sidestep any verbiage that may be construed as disparaging, to dance around the excrement, the slander, rather than step directly into that pungent manure, to avoid unnecessary litigation moving forward, for at this time the resolution of certain situations are quite uncertain and tempers are inflamed. To put it frankly, bitches are out here acting like hoes. Now proceed, Miss Davy Crimmins. Entertain us. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's really good. It's Davy, the scapegoat. When you're the best at being, being the worst. worst. Good harmony. <laughs> I just stayed in one place. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> I'm a singer. Good job. Thank you, Lizard Lawyer. You're Thank you, Lizard Lawyer. Thank you for being here. I'm still on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> if I thank you, it'll cost you $100. <laughs> I can absolutely will. If I email it, it'll be 500 <laughs> All right. Time for some more social lubrications. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. That was funny. Bitches are out here acting like hoes. <laughs>